0: If you want to bring it up, you can, but that's. like nah, the I'll guy. steer clear. For the most part. <laughs> At Other least, than like, that, yeah. I don't clear, like yeah. talking politics either. So you yeah. can put the headphone on if you want. You yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: I like to like be able to hear myself personally, so like you can know like how close to have yeah. the mic. Like you, you have a good sense of it because you do it. How am I from here? um I'd say maybe you could pull it a little closer, closer to you, but you could hang out there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then I think you're good. Like, so uh, yeah. Patrellis, what's going Mr. on, Mr. Yeah, Anthony, <laughs> I don't really know what to call you anymore. No,
0: don't, no, no, Mr. Patrellis. You can call me anything, but don't, it just, no more of that. It
1: rolls off the tongue, <laughs> you know. Like I just, um, so I just click record. um We're going right now, and uh yeah, let me just introduce you. So you are a fifth grade teacher.
0: I am, yeah, at McGlynn
1: Elementary School. Yep. Teacher of the Year, oh, Teacher of the Year winner, which is like, yeah. It's like Crazy. doesn't sound right. Like it almost sounds like like you, it's someone that you wouldn't know.
0: They need to recount it. They need to recount it. <laughs> <laughs> to re-
1: <laughs> what year was that? So that was in uh 2014. Wow. So 2014, teacher of the year for Massachusetts. Is yeah, that right? for Mass. It was like the Milken Educator for like award. the best education system in like basically like the world, like right. in, in our side of the hemisphere. So <laughs> you're we're looking at a top 10 teacher, maybe of all time, right now
0: uh no i wouldn't i wouldn't throw goat status on that at all i still got about you know 15 20 years the left longevity matters yeah bronze proving it right
1: now <laughs> so uh yeah we have a teacher of the year and also uh you run the beyond podcast beyond x's and o's like you have a podcast and you also do um like highlight videos i help you out with these now yeah uh, we yeah. do like highlights and it's almost like a behind the B, but for high school. So if you ever want, if you're at a high school right now, or if you know some kids at a high school, and you want to get someone to really get a film and get the behind scenes look, like I'll I'll link the Beyond podcast and everything they do in the uh, in the in the description in the YouTube video, or I'll even put it in my bio and Instagram. It's it's fucking really cool, dude. It's really, really cool. <laughs> like, um, I, I wish that it happened for me in my high school. So if you know anybody, that'd be interesting. But uh, yeah, so mostly want to talk about that Beyond Podcast. Yeah, yeah. while we have talked about it, I still got a million questions.
0: Yeah. Listen, so, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I love yeah. it. I love having the opportunity to talk about this. It's a huge passion of mine. Yeah. So to be able to come on here and just, you know, t- talk more about the business and what it is and what we do. Yeah.
1: Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> so first let's get like, I guess I was going to ask like what, what what started it, but really let's get a description, a proper description from you instead of my like makeshift one.
0: Yeah. So, so basically we've kind of evolved over the last year and a half. So we started out strictly during COVID. We started that September of 2020 and it was just zoom interviewing coaches. And, and for those that, that know me, like I've never had social media before in my life as, as a teacher, I've always kind of just stayed clear of it. Um, so I was on Twitter and YouTube, and that was it for, like, four months. No Instagram, no Facebook, no Spotify, Apple, nothing. Like, just strictly putting it on YouTube. And I would say after our one of our December episodes, we had on a really cool guest. Um David Cole of Mercer University. He he was before at um, Lenore Ryan. He coached Kyle Duggar of the Patriots, and Is at Lenore Ryan. Yeah, and I love yeah. Kyle Duggar. By the way, yeah, he's uh, listen. I when they drafted him, and, and then watching him play, where Chung sat out the season. Yeah, like you, like this guy is. Is Chun 2.0? Yeah, he's, all pro. he's their all t- best tackler right now. I think he leads them in tackles, he's and insane. he got kicked out of a game, so it just shows you, <laughs> you know, how good he is. Um, so, you know, I interviewed his defensive back coach in college, and it was just like an awesome interview. It went on for like an hour and a half, and it was just like talking shop. And the more you learned about this guy, the more you learned of how good of a coach he was, and how many NFL players he sent from a D2 level, which was impressive. And that's the episode that kind of really put us on the map of people starting to really pay attention and you know for the first time requesting or asking how to come on and at that time it was like high school and college coaches i was still trying to figure out what i was and what we were but i always had the vision in the back of my mind that eventually things would open back up as far as sports go and that we would be on site on call Getting that all access behind the scenes looks of high school programs. I coached high school football for fifteen years, as a you know, a freshman coach to a JV coach to a coordinator to a head football coach. Um, so, like, I understand like what kids want to see, and I you know, and it, you could be losing a game by thirty, and you have a ridiculous catch, and that kid's not even upset about losing by thirty. They just want to <laughs> see that ridiculous catch that they had, you know. Yeah. And I've seen that too often to the point that you know this is kind of. How I started really thinking about the business a little bit and saying, you know, I want to be more than just a podcast. I want to cover teams, cover athletes, cover cool stories, be different. Um, and there's not a lot like this in our area. So... Um, You know, obviously getting on Instagram and finally getting a Facebook account and Spotify and Apple. Yeah, (laughs) changing my username like it was my personal name and uh, it just grew. I mean, we have about 3,500 followers on Instagram. Um, You know, uh, we get hundreds of downloads every episode we have and uh, it's cool. It's humbling and, you know, it's a year and a half of someone who is not super technologically savvy who's figuring it out as they go. And learning a lot about how social media helps out and, um, you know, really beginning to grow the business at the, at the high school level. So yeah. it's been fun.
1: I never really thought about, um, you know, because you've had 50-something episodes. Yeah, well, we're at right? 50,
0: uh, 51 episodes right now. Yeah, and yeah.
1: Uh, obviously, like, I was thinking in my mind, sometimes it's a little difficult. Like, I do this weekly, I guess, and I did do bi-week. I did uh, twice a week for a little bit. And, um, you know, so it was a little, but I didn't realize how much easier it is for me to get a guest than it is for you because, you know, you need to, you need to be a coach, you need to be someone legit and there's only so many in the area that you know and obviously you've made a network of connections but like for me, everyone's on the table. Yeah, you know, as proof right now, like this right. is like, like, it's not like this is the average interview for me, really. But um, yeah. So how do you kind of, especially in the beginning, before like that video and people started reaching out to you, because I have people reach out to me all the time in general.
0: Yeah. But um,
1: before people started reaching out to you, how did you go about getting like? Yes,
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So I kind of stuck to what I knew early. So, you know, having a network of football coaches helps a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my first three guests were people personally that I coached with. You know, Serge Clavio was the head football coach in the Catholic for 30 years. I took over for him. Um, I played for him. I, you know, coached under him. I learned everything I really knew in the game of football from him in, in a sense. So, um, you know, having him on, a Hall of Fame coach, it was just a very easy conversation, but definitely somebody that, you know, like, wow, this person's pretty legit and, and it was a great conversation uh, and then I kind of stuck to that path Jimmy Rabbit at Kip Academy um, and Lynn started a program three years ago was coach of the year you know within three wow. years in the state um, and then Matt O'Laughlin, a very good football coach head football coach at Arlington High School also the head girls softball coach they're ranked top 20 in the state pretty consistently so it was nice to have those three to start Yeah. after having those three it really was kind of like stalking Twitter you know looking up coaches that were staying active when they weren't playing because you know there was no fall season there was really no winter season or they were very abbreviated yeah. um, and and they were different I mean some leagues started later than others no one really had a consistent um, you know Uh, I guess a schedule for that year so it was really looking to see which coaches were kind of hustling on social media specifically Twitter because I find that you know that's where I find like 85% of my guests so um, you know people that were coaches of the year are putting up cool content or um, you know really trying to keep their team motivated and active even though they might have not been physically practicing or playing so you know I really went for coaches that I didn't know after that and I just felt like as long as I ranged it up and it wasn't just football every week and that was something that i really made sure of being a football guy did not want this to turn into a just like a football podcast it was important that there's a lot of different sports and a lot of great coaches and perspectives and ideas and how do you build your programs and i wanted to make sure we heard from coaches of all sports boys or girls did it matter um and and that's the formula we've kind of stuck with from day one you know
1: that's really good because it's like it is niche but like And there is, like, a very specific goal that you're kind of getting out of each podcast, each, like, thing that you do with the teams in general. But, like, you can do all these different sports. Right. So it is very, like, expansive in that way, too. And there's, like – and it's just kind of crazy because, like, I think about stuff like that. Like, I think about – it is – in the end, it's very specific what you do kind of. But there's – it feels, like, limitless, the opportunities. So when I think of something like what I do right now, it literally just is opened up, like – a million times over compared to that and that still feels like an infinite amount of like guests an infinite amount of like routes so with all but with all that like in front of you you know like everything's right now is still in front of you you know like you've got like the 3500 followers like it's building it feels really good but like with so many like routes open what are like the kind of goals going forward what are like the few things that you're like all right this is something i really want to make sure we
0: open up to or something that i want to make sure we nail or what like yeah i think you know this winter season is definitely for for me this is a huge couple of months for the business you know we're going to be at a lot of different schools we're going to be covering a lot of different sports and teams and um you know you don't want to always put the same product together you know if you're offering schools oh this package of behind the scenes or like for example in hockey like we're covering games, but we're also covering teams that want us to cover our practice in a game. So getting on the ice on skates and and going through the drills and seeing how these kids practice and how the coaches coach and you know what things look like. Um, that's the all access stuff that's really cool. And so you know I want to build that. Like I want to be unique and different. So yeah, it's cool. We have all these different gigs in the winter, but. I want every team that we cover, every sport that we cover, to be just a little different, that you could watch a video and see something different, and it's not the same beyond, this is what you get. You get locker room stuff, game stuff, interview stuff, and that's it. Like. I don't. I don't want us to become boring. I want us to always be different and have something different and um, always evolving. I think to me, that's over the next couple of months. That's really, really important to me. Is that we build this business and show teams what we can do and what we can bring to their program. I mean, if you're a Catholic school, you're or a private school, you're competing for kids. You want kids to come to your school and for parents to pay tuition um on when they could go to public school for free and you know public school facilities now are beautiful everyone's going turf fields everybody's rebuilding their high schools so Mm -hmm. you know part of that kids aren't necessarily going to want to leave that and parents are pumping money through their taxes to pay for that so they don't want their kid to be going somewhere anyway right you (laughs) know so um to to be able to kind of do that for schools like we're going to be working with malden catholic and arlington catholic i mean those schools they they look at us as an opportunity to help shine a light on their sports programs, and you want to come play hockey here, or you want to come play hoop here, or whatever sport it is. We're giving them the opportunity to get that all access to put something out there that they might not be able to do themselves. And for the public schools, it's the same thing. Like we want to be able to put that out for them as well. State of public schools. So like, yeah, we're definitely playing both sides of the fence, but you know. A lot of like high school like people could say what they want but athletics is a huge part of high school and you know winning state championships i mean look at everett like there's an expectation that they're going to win every year and they should win every year that's cool to have and that's an expectation that the school has and to be able to capture that stuff um whether it's at an everett high school or any other public high school to pump you know specific sports boys or girls it's you know it's what we want to do it's what we want this business to become so i would say that's my short-term focus. And I don't really look beyond short-term because, yeah, I have awesome ideas that I think are really cool, but I want to make sure that what we have in front of us we're always going to nail before we jump on to the next thing. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. And, like, even with the whole kind of what you're saying with, like, sports are a massive part of high school, especially if you're, like, you know, obviously some kids don't partake in sports, and, like, that's fine, you know, to each their own. Yeah. But, like, I know if you ask anyone that played high school sports for – for at least through their senior year. So I feel like if you stop before senior year, then obviously something didn't work out. Right. If you play through your senior year, whether that's 2 years, all 4 whatever, um they I guarantee you they tell you that that was maybe the most important part of right, their high right. school. Yeah. You know, like I am like all my friends, like my, my network of friends that I have now, I was with my basketball team 2 weeks ago from senior year.
0: Yeah. I was with
1: all those guys like and like I taught we we have a group chat still like 4 years later. Yeah. And we're all talking in it. And, um, you know, like we just, it's really built like a good program for Medford basketball. I know, like we've we've done a good job of keeping in touch with some of the younger guys. And a lot of us, like, go in there and help coach and go to practices. And it just, like, it becomes part of your life basically, like, forever.
0: Yeah. And that's it. I mean, kind of piggybacking off of that, like, I have a group of guys I play football with to this day that we still make it a point, like, once a year to go away for a weekend together. And, so absolutely you know the alumni aspect of this huge and you know so many athletes out there now like you know in a group of people that I know how many are coaches that played the sport and have become coaches or stayed within that program that they played for or gone elsewhere to to coach you know highlighting coaches is a really important aspect of it I mean to me it's the heart and soul of what we do it's cool to catch games and highlights and interview people as far as you know in-game experience behind the scenes all that cool stuff but the heart and soul of this podcast is really about the world of a coach building their program and how they train their athletes and how you know they set expectations and you know guidelines for their program. And, you know, for me, it's like a professional development that I'm hoping to give other coaches to be like, listen to this basketball coach who's been doing it for 25 years and has, you know, 18 consecutive winning seasons and has been to the state tournament, you know, semifinals X amount of times. I mean, those are some guests that we have on, like Kristen McDonald, she's the head boys coach at Norwood High School at Braintree, her record's insane. I mean, she there's consecutive years of winning state championships, of just having a not just a really good team but a dominating team. I mean, some might argue one year Braintree, her team was undefeated. It might be the greatest girls basketball team to ever come through Braintree or maybe ever in the state of Massachusetts. Like, And to be able to kind of talk to coaches about that and for them to get those stories out where they don't really have that platform to do so, It's awesome, you know? So for me, all this fun camera stuff and all the things that we do is it's only building our business and making it even better and better and better and really trying to capture the world of high school sports. But um, no matter how much work and grind I put into that and going to games and doing all that stuff, having those podcasts with the coaches once a week or biweekly, whatever we do that month to me is the most valuable and important thing that we do. So, uh, and I know you just said you don't like to think like too much long-term,
1: but like, as like, this also kind of just applies in general to like the, the scheme of what you're doing here. So obviously it's all high school based and high school focused, but like, is the goal to move up and go to college and then cover some college and then maybe like professional or like, do, is it really like, and obviously I feel like a big heart and soul of this is like the high school aspect. So you'd always, I'm not saying you'd stop doing that entirely. Yeah. But, like, is the goal to then, like, maybe incorporate these other levels of the sport? Or, like, are you really focused on the high school?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. And you've you've been, like, the 10th person who's asked me that. And and my answer's probably changed every time. So my current answer to this, truthfully... (laughs) Staying in high school, I think for me is it. You know, I think that there is so much coverage of the college world. Even the D three, I've met people along the way of doing this, like Matt Noonan of Noontime Sports. I mean, talk about a guy who covers D three football and basketball in this area. I mean, probably arguably better than anybody. In um, college, to me, is a different world. I've had on some college coaches that are amazing, like I mentioned, David Cole, Craig Kolick, uh, Rivier volleyball winningest volleyball coach in the history of Division three. You know. Um, Both for boys and girls, which is even crazier. Those guys were unbelievable, awesome, Um, and you know I had Sean Quirk on, professional lacrosse coach for the club's uh, Cannon uh, Lacrosse Club, um, and he was unbelievable. And I've had some college coaches on that you know were awesome, and then they kind of go, you never hear from them again, or you know stuff that you kind of talked about before the interview you don't really necessarily get from their end, uh, and that's not sour grapes at all. But I think for high school coaches. This podcast might be the first and only podcast they ever do, you know, versus college or even the professional level. I mean, they're doing them all the time, I'm sure. They got to put their time in with media, with this and that. And after a while, it probably gets like, everything just feels the same and you kind of say the same stuff just to kind of get through it and that's no knock on college coaches because there's plenty of college coaches i know especially in the football world that you know eat this stuff up and love doing it and coach clinics and do online clinics and all that stuff so um, that's no knock to them it's just a busy schedule but high school it's just for me that's my world and what i have experienced coaching um And I just know the work that goes into it. Like I understand the hours in the season, in the off season, watching film, scouting, like, grinding at practice, like putting a script together, in-game adjustments, like there's just so much to it. And then on top of that, you're dealing with kids' behavior in school and grades and maybe their home life. And so for high school coaches, there's just so much work that goes into their job. And as a teacher, like I get that, like I get that aspect of it. And I think that's why I've been been able to be lucky enough to have a pretty good, you know, parallel life with coaching and, and teaching because I feel like they both kind of taught me to get better at each thing. Like certain things I've learned to be patient about as a teacher, sometimes through like my high school players and getting to understand them a little bit more and vice versa. Like sometimes how I talk to my 10-year-old fifth graders is how I talk to a 17-year-old because at that day, it's just like they're Don't just, just on the much. same level. Yeah, you know, so, you, so it goes both ways. But um Yeah, to me, the high school world is just the the world that I want to show off because those are the coaches that put in the work, the grind, and the hours, and they most certainly do not get compensated for it. Mm -hmm. And no coach at any level, I think, does, but it gets properly, you know, unless you're dealing with like what college football is becoming now, which is signing coaches for insane money. Um, But at the high school level, especially at like a small Catholic school, they're not even a head coach is not even getting close to what a public school head coach gets, you know, and on top of that, you're in charge of a million other things and you're dealing with kids from all different cities and towns. So there's just tremendous stories out there. And I think in the high school world, I wish they were captioned more and they're not. And, and our goal is to try to capture as many as we can for as long as we do this. So, mm. yeah. So uh, also like with all the coaches you've had on, like, I know
1: we've, we've talked about this before, but like coaches that have gotten jobs, from your podcast or like have it had yeah. like opportunities and stuff like is that like a big part of why like not why but like a big part of like the benefits too to it like it's like oh like hey you come on like people will see it you know like yeah. especially now like in the beginning it was one thing but now like you got a good following and it's like people are going to see this and especially people looking for a coach like they'll see this if they look yeah good. we've had
0: it we had so one month in april we had an assistant coaches month and we had on some of the top assistant coaches cool. uh from the state and and the criteria was was that your head coach had to write a letter of recommendation that was kind of it like we weren't just going to randomly pick people we knew i mean i did know some of those people on a personal level and it's because they listen to the podcast and you know they had their coach listen to it so it was cool to get a lot of those people on there but there was one basketball coach in particular his name was neil rubello he's an assistant boys basketball coach um, at burlington high school and he was phenomenal like his coach wrote a you know letter of recommendation that was unbelievable and he uh came on and just yeah he kind of blew me out blew me out of the water with some of the stuff he was saying comparably to maybe some of the other coaches i had on um and shortly after that he reached out to me and said that he was applying for a couple head coaching jobs and he asked if he could use this podcast so i said he could send it to anybody he wanted we cut up some clips for him and i was able to send it to those ad's that were interested in him and um you know i don't think he ended up getting the job but that opportunity to use this podcast and how you would run your program or talking about building character, um, and, and, you know, your off season and how you kind of look at certain, you know, things off the court that are a little bit different that, You wouldn't maybe get asked in an interview or you would be super nervous because, you know, these interviews, you're sitting in front of the AD, the principal, you know, somebody who is another factor in the school. Some schools have like the senior class president in there or maybe a couple of like returning, you know, captains or whatever, like every everyone does it differently. So sometimes you get a little overwhelmed in that process that you might walk out of that interview being like, ugh. I wish I said this, this, or this. Like, I might walk away from this podcast today being like, (laughs) I wish I said this, this, or this, right? So you want to give those coaches an opportunity where they're at their home, comfortable doing it over a Zoom, and to be able to talk about the things that they do every single day. like. Yeah, they're going to say everything they want to say and there might be a few things they leave out. But there's a lot of good character pieces that I like to ask these coaches because, yeah, at the end of the day, I want to be able to help any coach out, especially the good ones, mm-hmm. get to that next level or get that next job or give them a leg up in that area. So that's been cool to be able to do that. Um, I've had two coaches. We covered some of a high school. I covered Holliston boys basketball coach uh, Mark Champagne earlier in in the year, and they're playing each other, you know, because they Uh. listen to each other's podcasts. So, um, you know, and Holliston and Somerville are not close in distance, and Holliston's actually coming to Somerville for the game. So um, it was cool to be able to, like, have two coaches who were listening to each other on the podcast to then say, hey, let's schedule a game against each other i thought that was that was pretty neat for sure
1: yeah it's uh it's a really cool like just idea in general because like that's a whole world like i feel like all the because all the coaches kind of like how you were a coach and you get it yeah like it seems like all the coaches get it and like you guys are all like in it for each other and girls too like you're all in it with each other and realize like all the work that's put in and you know holliston and um, somerville like they see each other and like you know i probably heard something in the way they talked and was like okay yeah, yeah he he understands the work that is like required, and he and he's doing the right thing. Let me let me meet up with this guy and see what see if we can get a game going. You know, maybe Somerville, You know, we we went and covered that, which was amazing, by the way. The video, yeah. John and you put together, was awesome. Yeah, we had the trailer, me and yeah. Tyler your highlight video was pretty
0: insane too. I think with the four screens, when you put it on the four screens with the free throws and then parts of the game, like cool di- di- again something different something we were able to throw out there that was different than maybe some of the previous work that we did so yeah. yeah it was cool
1: yeah that was a lot of fun to do and uh you know i had the idea and i was like trying to describe it to tie and he was like you know what dan just just, just go for it. He's like, just start making it. He's like, I can't really, like, think of it. And I was like, all right. So I just, like, whipped it together. I was watching, like, the Patriots or something. Yeah. Whipped it together real quick. My computer almost exploded, <laughs> making <laughs> the four clips at the same time. But, uh, you know, it, she's been through a lot, so she's tough, that computer. of mine. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so also you being a teacher at the same time, and, uh, you know, obviously fifth-grade teachers know, but no one knows outside of that fifth-grade teaching world how much work is put in better than me yeah. because I have a sister that teaches fifth grade Yeah. and um you know maybe she just overdoes it but she is like it's it feels endless like it just feels like there's way too much work to be to for just like a fifth grade teaching position and like especially for how much teachers are paid which is a completely different topic Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so how do you kind of balance like the fifth grade teaching Cause also it's not like you're a bad teacher <laughs> like you're yeah. one of the, you were you were the best teacher in the state at a time so like how do you balance being a great teacher and all that work that comes with it with also doing this and you see and you put a lot of work into this as well
0: so. yeah um it's really and hard kids. yeah I mean and kids. yeah it's really hard you know. Um, i don't talk about this a lot but yeah it's a really tough balancing act because obviously like your job at school and our job over the last few years has changed so much you know since COVID and you know what i feel like we're responsible for and what we have to do and um, especially now with kids quarantining and putting work together and, and putting things online and giving packet like it's a lot it's a lot and at times it can be a little overwhelming um you know i think i have a pretty good feel for my job over the years of doing it um, I, I kind of like the podcast I never want to do repeat things or if I do repeat things there's always a tweak to it there's always a change to it and a lot of that's kind of like the feedback of the kids but um, you know Having a career under my belt and doing that, I definitely am able to kind of know what's coming, look at my plans from the previous year, figure out if I'm ahead, if I'm behind, what I need to change up because not every year is going to be the same. You don't have the same group of kids and what's easy some years might be tougher, other years and vice versa. So um yeah, it's a lot of work in that sense. Like, you know, I try to get to work as early as I can to get things done um, because I know I have I have twins at home, three year olds uh, to be able to get home. You know, so my wife just doesn't go crazy all day being home with them, and you know she works too, so she works at night. So we're passing the wind a lot of times. Um, so being able to kind of schedule all that with school um, you know, then being dad and being a good husband, you know, that's really important in doing all this because obviously I have a great support system. My wife is like very understanding of what I do and what I need to do and where I need to go. So like keeping a good, great, I should say good, like a great line of communication open, like at all times with her and scheduling. Um, and then honestly it's the nighttime. Like when my house is asleep, including my wife, like sometimes that's when I get work, done in the podcast so sleep that. is sleep is a huge sacrifice um i've learned to deal with not having as much especially being a dad of twins i learned quickly like how much sleep you actually don't need you how, know how much do you think
1: you're sleeping every night?
0: um like 1 2 o'clock would be like when i'm down and then i'm up like 6 15 oh, wow. when the kids are up wow. yeah so it's not healthy you know, I'm not like bragging about it, but right now and what I'm trying to build in the 24 hours in a day, it's what I have to do, you know? And there's days that yes, I take a complete day off on like, You know doing podcast stuff at night and just go to bed at a normal time and and really like make sure that I balance that and You know what I eat and drink and like know that like I'm putting my body through a lot Like you put a car through a lot and that you got to refuel it and take care of it as much as you can so I don't think there's a right formula that I have but it's just really good scheduling and planning and like knowing what I'm doing next week this week and that formula has worked with me thus far, you know, yeah. and we'll see where it takes me and, and what changes over time with that. Do you think being a
1: teacher, also being a coach, but do you think I uh, think more being a teacher and you really, like, you know, you teach the fifth grade. It's not like you're teaching high schoolers where it really is material. It's all material. Like in fifth grade, at least what my sister says, it's almost like it's like 85% teaching behavior. Yeah. You know, like in the end, like you know, whether that's disciplining a kid or just – Enforcing good behavior, you know, like when you get those good kids that like someone does something like really nice, really shining on that and like really enforcing good behaviors and all that. All the other stuff, like my sister never talks about the subject she's teaching, right? yeah. She always tells me about, yeah, it's hard to because
0: there's just always like a couple stories that you're just like, no one would believe this happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> like my, my sister's got plenty of those. These kids are
1: crazy nowadays, but yeah, uh, yeah so like, do you think being a teacher? And, like, really have to, having to instill in kids, like, organization and just keeping themselves on the ball. Do you think that's kind of been, like, almost, like, telling yourself that for 15 years? And yeah,
0: just- I think in a way, like, my wife will always say to me, like, okay, Mr. Petralis. Like, when I, like, say something and I'm like, no, yeah, that's not me being, like, trying to be condescending. That's just, like, how I am sometimes. Okay, so, so, like, sometimes I definitely, like, have to learn how to turn that off. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that's that's fair to say. I think that in my classroom, you have to be pretty organized. My kids would laugh if they heard this because my room's like always a disaster in school. And I always say, I'm like, we do a lot of cool stuff in here. So yeah, my room doesn't look like some of these teachers that are like, everything's perfectly angled and perfectly hung up and like, yeah, it's just not how my room You're looks. The male teacher. Right, <laughs> like I have a built in excuse, definitely one. And, and two, it's just, Yeah, I mean that's what makes me different like you walk into somebody's room who's like pristine and beautiful and has these like awesome little stations and little cubbies and all this stuff and that's cool and that works for them. It just doesn't work for me, you know, Mm -hmm. and what works in my room is that I want kids coming in and feeling comfortable. and find an adult who tells me that they work somewhere that they're uncomfortable and they like it like
1: yeah. it's impossible
0: yeah. if these kids want to learn i want them to come into a room that looks different i have sports stuff hanging up i have star wars stuff hanging up i have marvel stuff hanging up like things that i know I kids marvel. like <laughs> that we like, like as a grown man you know and it just works you know it just works like my kids will joke about it being like this teacher's from looks so much nicer than yours i'm like Great. You know, like, you're right. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's important like consistency and schedule. Like my kids know every Wednesday they have a multiplication test. Every Friday we have a spelling and vocab test. They know they're getting homework every night in math, except the night they have a test and the night they take a test. So, um, yeah, you know, I think that that's really important because when you know what to expect, then you're already dealing with it mentally before you even have to deal with it physically. Plus, you also have an idea yourself. Like,
1: you know they have a test. You know they have the you know they have the math. Like, you know
0: all this stuff. And then I know when I got to correct, and what if they run over in the amount of time that is, you know, set aside for the test, and they have lunch after math, so how am I gonna get them to finish? You know, so there's a lot of that that goes into it too, of like, what days you choose to have your test, or projects, or presentations knowing like okay if this gets delayed which it might at least we have this subject to kind of overlap it a little bit or we could finish it so yeah like i'm always thinking like my wife's just like you never shut your mind off and yeah like sometimes when you have a lot on your plate like your mind just keeps going and that's not a great thing but um if you want something to work and you want to be great at something you got to do it Mm-hmm. point blank it's 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 terrible sometimes but you know tell me anybody who's super successful has a ton of money at one point just didn't be like yeah for years i just did this over and over and like listen to mark cuban i mean that guy tells you guy was selling stuff door to door i mean now he's one of the richest people on the planet so mm-hmm. that guy wasn't resting people I and mean, i'm not the first person to do it and i won't be the last one but um yeah i think that it, it carries over into every aspect of my life and it makes it easier for me um, to then kind of teach that to kids.
1: So I know, like, I feel like I'm definitely going to be a, a little bit of the endorsement in this is going to be you being my fifth-grade teacher before. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And now, like, we've reconnected to, like, the Beyond podcast or whatever. whatever. Yeah. And I've had, because I had Tyler. who's also
0: a fifth-grade student of mine. Yeah, which, like, crazy. Another, yeah,
1: which is just hilarious because, like, Tyler reached out to me. And, you know, I've always kept in good touch with Tyler just because I feel like, I don't know what it is. I just feel like we have a similar life goal. Just we want to like do what we want to do, and it's it's not even like it's the same thing. It's just we want to do what we want to do. We want to get there fast, and we want to like really. We, we don't mind working. You know what, yeah. what I mean? Like, especially Tyler. Tyler is really good with what with the things he puts his mind to for sure. And so I've always kept in touch with him. You know, it's yeah. funny. I was always close friends with Cam, his little brother and uh, you know I always kept in touch with Tyler like separately as well and so when he asked me he was like hey like I'm doing this with Anthony like I don't know and I was like who's Anthony
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: he's just like yeah Anthony Petrellis and I was like he don't got a
0: kid Oh yeah, age. he like, yeah, he right away just jumped right to Anthony. There was no Mr. Patrellus. Oh, and care. I loved it because I'm like, thank God, you know? Yeah, he like, don't care. No, yeah, he yeah, don't. Yeah. it's hard for me. <laughs> I, I, I still I just call I just dropped the
1: Mr. I was just yeah. saying Patrellus, but like yeah. <laughs> but like it's it's difficult calling you Anthony. That's weird to me. So uh yeah. I don't know why it's weird for me, but like I remember you as a teacher and I remember just like like you're an amazing teacher and I just remember like you're one of my favorite classrooms and it was like so much fun. Do you remember me as a student whatsoever?
0: I do. Yeah, it's so funny. So when you – when Tyler had said that, I reached out to John who does the podcast with us. And I was like, you know, Tyler's brought up his kid, Dan. He was a super smart kid in school, like always nice, always super polite. No, I'm dead serious. You're not that you're sitting here. And I remembered you. Yeah, I remembered you right away. Your mom was like super involved with the classroom. She did a yeah, lot of like the – um, like when we had like the, the craft days you know and like all the fifth grade cool stuff that you do at the end of the year. Your mom was like – The person in charge of everything. So, yeah, I remembered you pretty vividly. And um, I was like, he's a smart kid. He's a nice kid. I'm like, this is exactly what we want on board. So, yeah, I remembered you. You always did well in school. That whole crew that you had, you guys all, that was a good group. That was a pretty good class for the most part. I always mix up years a little bit. Like, I used to always joke when teachers did. I'm like, how the hell did you not remember what year you had me? But now I get it. Like, yeah, now I understand because yeah, it's so always – I think right? you were my third or fourth year of teaching.
1: Yeah, I mean I, – So to you're a senior in college now. No, I'm a
0: junior in college. Junior. Right? Yeah, so even better. Okay. So that's seven and then minus like – Yeah, so you, you probably had me like third or fourth year of teaching. Yeah. Which is – obviously in my younger i definitely was probably not as like disciplined as i am now oh with certain my God, things
1: that
0: was so far <laughs> do you remember do you remember i don't know if you you, probably, you won't remember and if
1: you do remember this you're going to deny this at this Yeah moment. yeah uh, do you remember Cleef?
0: Yes. Yeah, I Cleef, remember Cleef. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I and you know, I don't really talk to Cleef anymore, but I, I mean, love Cleef. Cleef if you're watching right now. Like we got love for you, brother. I love Cleef. I remember Cleef, Cleef very is, well. Cleef is so funny. Under <laughs> underratedly funny, Cleef. Um And he
0: was new to the school, I think he that was year. At the time. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. He was
1: new. And I remember Cleef and you had a little bit of like a disagreement. You know, as you do with most kids that, like, really stick out in your mind. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, they usually, they're not the easiest ones, you know. Yeah. So you guys had a little bit of a disagreement. And I think he was saying something about, I forget, it was just something, it was wrong. And you were yeah. telling him, like, no, Cleef, like, that's not how this goes. <laughs> and then you picked up a volleyball. <laughs> or, like, a, it was like a dodgeball. And you go, okay, Cleef, since we can't come to, like, uh, an agreement here, I want you to stand over there. <laughs> if I hit you with this dodgeball, then I'm right. And he was like, and if you don't? And I was like, and I was like then you, you go, then you're right. And he was like, okay, but don't whip it, Mr. Frichellis. Don't whip it. <laughs> you were like, I'm not going to whip it. You unloaded this thing, <laughs> and you nailed Cleve. I went, don't remember that, yeah, just never for the never record. Happened, never <laughs> and, he, and he was dying, and we had so much fun. We were all laughing. Oh, that was, uh, you know, like he just... And, like, you know, we were just – that was so much fun. That was so Yeah, you
0: know, and I think with my younger – like, when I was younger and I was teaching, I really don't recall that. But it oh sounds God, like God, it something so funny that, you know, would happen in, a, in, in my class in my, like, mid-20s. Oh, you so know, good. I felt like – there's probably a lot of stuff I could look back on and being like – but, you know, I think that – Part of building a classroom culture, like a kid like Cleef, like we, I, I, any kid that really maybe had a behavior issue, or has a behavior issue in school, you know, just yelling and screaming at them has never kind of been my style because like, yeah, for the most part, they know what they did is wrong and they're on the defensive. So it's not about what they did is wrong. It's more about why'd you do it? Um, and that's the discussion I, I feel like I have more now with kids of, hey, I'm pulling you aside. You know why I'm pulling you aside. Why'd you do it? Like, why'd you do it? You know, and it just, I feel like the the conversation does, never escalates. It always stays at, like, a voice classroom level that's important, where I see sometimes teachers jump right on the kid about things, and, and sometimes rightfully so, depending on what it might be, but that's just not my approach. And definitely in my 20s, I definitely joked around with kids a lot more, oh, so and- fine. Did probably funny things like that, you know, but he would walk away from that laughing, knowing that, like, I wasn't trying to hurt him. No, he was laughing. You know what I mean? And I think that that's like the memories I built because I've had kids come back and tell me things. I'm like, we did that, really? (laughs) You know, like in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So it's funny what stands out like uh, I'm sure any student I have that would walk in here could probably say something funny like that, yeah, that was just and I'd be like, oh wow,
1: okay, you yeah. know, you did go underhand <laughs> I did you
0: underhand, okay, you were like, well, that makes me feel a little bit better because <laughs> no, because you, you
1: started going like this and I just remember you like <laughs> thinking about it in your head. I'm just sitting there quiet, you know I was I mean, I talked a lot, but like I wasn't like I didn't talk a lot like. In those settings, I was very much like.
0: Maybe it was it during that. my fast pitch softball days, and I thought I just wanted to show more. It, it might off, have been. Because you know? <laughs> I think, but,
1: I, but then I'm, if I'm not mistaken. People just wanted to start getting. I think people wanted to just start lighting them up. Like, if not yeah. mistaken, kids were like, "All right, my turn, my turn." Like, like I was like, "Nah, like, I'm, yeah. good. I'm good on
0: that." But Cleef, no, uh, Cleef was one of my favorites. I, I talk about Cleef time to time. It's so funny you brought that name yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Cleef is funny, and uh, I I don't even remember
1: who else was in that class. I
0: remember like we were like the Bruins. Yeah, and I
1: think was it Misivo. Who was the one next to
0: us? Yeah, Miss Sivo was. Civo? Yeah, she was not... from Denver. She was a big Broncos fan, big, like, Avalanche, Avalanche fan. She... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that was always really funny. Like, we made it, like, sports teams. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, I think I was, the, I was the Bruins class.
0: Yes, that's how we did it. We did Bruins and Avalanche. I yeah, think that's how yeah. we did it. And that yeah. was
1: hilarious. Because
0: do you guys still do switching?
1: Like, do you – I mean, maybe not now because of
0: COVID. Not since COVID, no. Wow. So, since COVID, we don't. So, it, it's weird because I always liked having another class. Yeah. So, I didn't teach yeah. – ELA before because I would teach a double math block and then the teacher I would switch with Mrs. Sivo who, you know, and then a few other teachers since, um, we would, they would teach my kids ELA. So now these last couple of years, I'm teaching ELA for the first time in literally a decade and it's fun i love teaching writing and i love like going in depth with stories and you know really teaching like sentence structure and all that but um yeah it was different you know so you know some of that cool stuff that we did early on i I wish we were we still would do but with covid for the last you know two school years we haven't switched or people don't really go into different classes right now yeah so have you
1: had any um so obviously you've had like ton of students at this point you know mm-hmm. like you've been teaching for how long You how long you been teaching? this is
0: my 15th year 15th year and yeah. you're,
1: you're young which is crazy to have 15 years under the belt like that'll be my sister when she because she started teaching when she was 23 you know like fresh out teaching has me too you know? same thing yeah. so uh you know not everyone has that so like you're 15 years in you're still got so much time so have you so since it's been 15 years you have kids like me you yeah. know what i mean like it's been 10 years since i've been in there so uh, and, like, I'm doing what I'm doing. But have you had any kids, like, that you've kept track of or that have popped back up, like, later on, other than, like, me and Tyler, that you're like, oh, my God, like, they're doing this. So, like, you see them out, like, when they're, like, f- 15 years later and you're like, oh, my God, Drew, my first...
0: Yeah, Dude, like, yeah, you know, there. there's always a few. You know, I always try to, like, go out of my way, um, like, on social media a lot. There's a kid, Darnell, that I had my first year. Darnell remember, Richardson. Yeah, who I remember really, really well, and he's doing great things. And I always send him a message time to time just to check in and see how he's doing. Um, the Urban Products. Yeah, good it's podcast. very good. He's he's funny, man. They're, they're all pretty funny on funny. there. Um, but, you know... What's different for me is like the coaching world and like in the summer, I run the summer fun program and I've been doing that like parallel to teaching. So this will be my 15th year running it, my 16th year working there this summer coming up. So I've always had students who then come work for me in the Uh. summer, you know, so I get to see them at the high school level. And then some of them work for me for like six or seven summers, you know, so I get to really know them on a personal level. And then I'm writing like letters of recommendation for colleges. And then when they're out of college, writing it for jobs. Um, So that stuff's pretty cool that happens a lot actually our
1: interaction isn't too new for
0: you no no It to me it just gets cooler every time you know because like you said i mean i'm i'm 38 i mean i'm definitely up there probably consider like what your audience might be younger but um you know yeah i consider myself still pretty young in certain ways and um it's always cool to sometimes have like former students or former players that like work for me or we we're do something together. Like they always make me feel a little younger too. So yeah. uh, it's, it's nice in that sense. And it's like super humbling. You know, you, you might, you remember, you probably seen teachers at the supermarket before at the yeah, mall yeah. or just yeah. in Mefred, like, and you're not always tempted to go up and say hello to them or you're just like, Oh, that's so-and-so like, and then you just keep walking and you don't really think about it. But when kids like kind of go out of their way to come up and see me or reach out to me about like a summer job, um, or a letter of recommendation. I mean, that's like, that's cool. Like that's, it makes me feel that like at least the first half of my career, I've done a lot right. I've done Mm -hmm. a lot more right than I probably have done wrong. So uh, that's pretty cool. Cause it
1: is hard. Like you see a teacher, like, even if I saw a teacher that like, I loved, you know what I mean? Like even, you know, cause I was in fifth grade, I was very different. Like when I was little, like, I mean, I, I talked a lot to my friends. Like I always remember getting them my like progress reports. Like, needs to stop talking like while i'm trying to
0: see i would teach. have never described you as that, yeah though. well
1: that's, see that's the thing yeah uh because either if i didn't have like a lot of friends in the class i was mute yeah. for the most part you know but like nowadays like like i don't stop so yeah well you do this right I you talk this, to like, everyone. i talk for a living so if you told <laughs> if i told anybody like that i was ever quiet like they'd just laugh in my face like I, but i was yeah. so like um you know so in a class like that like even a teacher like you like if i saw you out and about i'd just be like all right, let's not, like, try to get, give this guy a memory test right now. Like, yeah, like, let me yeah. Let just leave him alone. Like, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll run into him another day. But, like, you know, some teachers, like, you just don't feel like, you know, like, you made, like, a mark yeah. in their minds. And then, like, you'd be trying to, like, jog their memory. And then you just don't want to deal with all yeah. that. So you just leave him alone. So having kids come up to you yeah. means not only that they like you as a teacher, but also that they feel like... You'd remember, and that like it's worth that little awkward few seconds, yeah, which like no one likes to deal with, but that few awkward seconds, then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, yeah, you were in this class with this and this, right? And he's like, Yeah, like I did this, and like, you know, like thank you for the teaching and all that, and uh, yeah, so that's great. But um, another thing I want, I don't know if this is something that you'd want to discuss, but like, uh, my sister always is always talking about like how a lot of the kids that she has, maybe it's because it's Lynn or whatever, like male teachers and like male figures in their life like they're just there's just not that many and like in the world we're in today like it's probably less now than there ever has been you know so um being a male teacher yeah first of all does it feel like does it feel different like do you really realize that you're a male teacher and then also like do you feel like it's beneficial to have more like guys going into teaching i had a kid on a couple weeks ago he's a male he's going yeah. into teaching too and he, he kind of talked about it a little bit i like to get your
0: yeah thoughts. i mean at the elementary level 100 percent. i mean i've been in my school 15 years and maybe in those 15 years like there was a gentleman who was a teacher there for about three or four years and then he changed career and he's doing awesome um and then there's been a few that have come in like like our PE teachers for the most part have always been female as well. So yeah. a lot of years in my school, I'm the, I've been the only male in our school. So I think at the elementary level, yes. Other Medford schools, there's males almost at every level, or at least more than one. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important. I think it's a job that, um, I, I love doing, like, I love being a dad. Like before I came here, I was like up with my kids in the morning, like playing with their Christmas toys or things that they got and, and I love doing that, you know? So for me, like in a classroom, like I genuinely enjoy it for the most part, work can be tough this year for sure. But for the most part, I've never in my career, like dread waking up, going to work be, like oh, another day, oh, Tuesday, like not really. I mean, I've had my days. Yeah. yeah like anybody else. else you know um, maybe you're a
1: little tired because, you know, four hours. Exactly. Oh yeah. Especially
0: <laughs> this year. It's just been a lot, but mm-hmm. um. It, Yeah, I think it's a huge responsibility and I wish there were more male teachers at the elementary level because I think kids respond a little bit differently than males and whether they maybe have a particular male figure in their life or um, that, you know, they maybe have, you know, just sometimes with kids, they just click better maybe with a female teacher at times and other times they click better with a male teacher. And um, I think having that power that a lot of kids like i walk in the hallway and every kid's like hey mr p hey mr p like different grades and I love that. I think that that's really cool. Like some of these kids, I might've had a camp or some of these kids I just see in the hallway and I say hi to them or, um, I pop by their class and like, you know, whatever, like I I can definitely be like that in the building. Like I love saying hi to kids or complimenting their shirt or this year, their masks, like that's a cool mask or whatever. (laughs) And they remember that. And then they see the next time they go out of their way to like, say hi or wave at you. And, I think yeah. Sometimes a male teacher can have that impact without even realizing that they do. So yeah, I think at the middle school and high school level, I think you see it a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the elementary, you you don't as much. And and I I wish I wish we did. I wish we had five male teachers in our school because yeah. I think it would just make that much more of an impact uh, for kids that might need that male figure in yeah. their life.
1: Because it'll never be like the majority, you
0: know. No, but like yeah. Yeah.
1: Even just like one more. Yeah. Know, like like
0: every once in a while, I'm like, yeah. Like I wish. You well, you one. come in like after. After, like, a Patriots game, and you just, like, you're, like, mad about it, or you just, like, want to talk to somebody <laughs> about it, and you literally have no one to talk to about it, and you're in, like, kind of a bad mood about it, and or, like, when the Bruins lose, like, I don't want to talk to people when they lose a series, you know, and, oh my God. and you have... You know, no one gets it. And they're like, oh, tough loss yesterday, huh? And you're like, get out of my room. Like, you know, like, get out of here. <laughs> almost, like, almost like egging you on about yeah, it. Yeah, well, they just don't. They're like, oh, better luck next year. Get like, out of here. Get
1: out of here. It's, like, it's like Bergeron might not be here next year. Yeah. I don't want to talk this about next year. This might have been about the last run. you talk about next ride. year. Yeah. Uh, I get that. So it'd be good to have, even for you. you yeah. Know, for your yeah,
0: absolutely. But uh,
1: yeah, I just like it's always like you know I learned so much from from my sister. Like she's always telling me something new about like like the theory behind. It. Like she's like a real like student of like education. Which yeah. Kind of funny, you know. But um, and I, and I another question I wanted to ask you though yeah. about teaching, and I know I feel like I've kind of gone straight to teaching. Hey, listen. Of... But um, it's a big part of who you are. So. Do you feel like, so you're teaching what, 10 year olds? They yeah, 10,
0: 11 year olds, yeah. So,
1: like, at some so you've been around 10, 11 year olds for like 15 years. Yeah. So, does, do you talk to the kids like almost like equals in a way? Like, do you feel like, in a, like they rub off on you at all? Like, do you learn things from these kids as well? Like, yeah, like this so year, young,
0: you know? this year, like, yeah, the kids like know about the podcast and stuff like that because yeah, it's any on of them YouTube. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe they're talking to me about this. can we throw a vol a uh, dodgeball at this kid? Yeah, you know. uh, no, but you know they they like they're big on YouTube. Like YouTube's huge over the last few years. What I've noticed, especially technology-wise, with like the class that I had, you know, the last year and then even a half of year of COVID being just strictly remote, um, these kids all have YouTube channels. Like even nowadays, when I ask kids what they want to grow up be when they grow up, every year. Being a YouTuber, there's like more and more kids saying that, you know, so um, where we just started the podcast on YouTube, really, like I said, to begin with a lot of kids were, like, finding my channel and being like, oh, you YouTube famous, you have a YouTube channel, and they would just follow it. And, like, the other thing I take a lot of pride in our content is, like, I don't swear, I don't say anything bad, I don't say anything disrespectful. Like, it's a good listen, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to highlight people. I'm not trying to spin any negative light on anything. I mean, there's enough of that out there that, you know... Keep, keep people busy so that's not like the point of what yeah. i do so i'll cover that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll cover the, the, fun, the, the you know and it's just it. important i think you know like a guy like will smith made his music like he never cussed and that was something he made millions Extremely and millions impressive. of dollars you know so it it's doable and um and that's something i take a lot of pride in and i'm a teacher i'm a role model and that you know when i do things outside of it I expect and have the same expectations for myself so um and i have young kids and i want people to look at it much differently than someone who just goes on there and says whatever they want and do whatever they want because yeah, I don't I don't want I want people to see that's who I am pretty much 24/7. Like who, yeah, what you see is what you get. Yeah, like, it's not
1: it's not fake. Like just cuz you're saying it, it's not like yeah. you like, be like dolling it up all the time Yeah. Like, I mean I know. have
0: my opinions and you know sometimes I I feel strongly about my opinions like anybody else but um yeah, for the most part, I'm pretty laid back. Sorry, I went a little off task there. But um, yeah, you know, I, I it's it's really cool because a lot of my kids are YouTubers. So they've like been following my channel. Kids have been buying like the podcast t-shirts. Like parents reach out to me like via email or via social media being like, hey, we want to put the stock and stuffer in there for them and, and so do cool. all that, which is like That's really so cool, really cool. Um, but yeah, I take a lot of pride in... Um, you know, what we put out there, what we do, but also just being a good influence. Like a lot of my kids listen to that and respect that, um, especially like the boys. I feel like the boys, like every day I'm playing football outside with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. and the boys like they're all. Oh, we listened to your latest episode or we saw the latest thing that you did. And um, it's cool. It, it's It's all humbling. I mean, I'm sitting here with you right now doing this and i would never think in a million years you would want to have me on here or oh, this would oh, even happen great. so um i think everything that i've done to this point has led me to to what i'm doing here and what i'm talking about and what we're going to continue to be so yeah it's cool yeah it's, it's really a, cool. it's really
1: cool and like you know this being like the 50th episode i thought it'd be fun you know yeah
0: i just you know i just did mine i was the same way as you dude like every week i was doing it And then Mm -hmm. once we started going to games, well, let me rewind that. Once we started going, like, in the summer, we do, like, restaurants and stuff like that. So that was a big aspect of what we did, too, the interviewing coaches, interviewing coaches. And in the summer, restaurants and the state started opening back up. So obviously there's not a lot of sports going on. We covered a cool high school all-star game, right? But what we decided to do was we – our product's niche. Like you mentioned it earlier. Like we're kind of a niche product. Like if you're not into high school athletics – then you could care less about what I'm doing. And that's fine, right? Um, So we realized that and we said, we got to pull in other avenues to doing this. So one big thing that we did was we did a segment in the summer of cool places to grab a bite to eat or maybe a drink after a game like a high school game that would you know that everybody in the town or the city would go to and we kind of stayed local again talking about former students and former players like one of the places that we reached out to and talked with was Razo's, and the manager jake there edmund was a kid that i coached in football and a kid that i didn't have personally in fifth grade but was a fifth grade his brother went there too so Again, kinda of like having that conversation of Mr. Petrolis or you know, like Anthony, you know? Um <laughs> I mean, so yeah. places like that and then we did John Brewer's, we did Salvatore's, we did um we did all sorts of places. And and, and from that is when we really started to kinda get people reaching out about sponsorships and reaching out about advertisements. Yeah, John Brewer's getting another one right now. Yeah. And yeah. John Brewer's getting another plug here. I mean, they sponsor <laughs> us and they've been great to us. We have an awesome relationship with them. And you want to
1: sponsor me, go for it.
0: <laughs> and, that. and they like kind of bought the vision, you know, um, we went in there we cut a cool episode, Gene Bain, another awesome college coach I had on, by the way, Gene Bain, when I was talking about college coaches earlier, Mefford guy, You know, Medford's all-time everything in basketball. Um, Awesome dude. But he came in and did the John Brewers episode with us, and it was awesome. And, you know, shortly after that, they reached out to us just saying that, you know, they wanted to kind of work together. And um, they were looking to do some things a little differently. And for us, it was kind of our goal. We were hoping with one of those places we would – hit off specifically there and it, and it ended up working out really well in our favor and their favor as well i think and um we've been doing a lot of stuff together have like a sign up there and to have coasters with our podcast on it with our handles on there and yeah it's uh sticker i mean it's cool it, yeah. it's really you got cool. a banner
1: for uh... Is it for that? Is it for John? Yeah. Brewers? So
0: for John Brewers, we have a cool like That's wooden cool. sign, and actually after this today, uh, a couple of our other sponsors, I have signs for too that I'm going to be dropping off as well that they want to hang up at their establishments dave over at boston physical therapy and wellness and anthony Buceri over at built by Buceri so i'm going to be making some pitch stops today that's really cool uh, i was, dropping, I was off. dropping
1: off hats the other day i felt like, <laughs> felt like a millionaire I yeah was like, oh, here's your hats in your mailbox you know like, yeah I'm Just like up oh, dropping off a package like here you go People were just, uh, people were awesome about the hats. People were awesome about that. I got to get you a hat.
0: Yeah. So. I, listen, I will wear it around everywhere. I'm a big hat guy. As I'm losing my hair and my head, <laughs> wearing a hat is even more important to keep me looking young. So I always say, I was always like, hey,
1: like, you know, like I have um, some family members that might be losing hair right now. You yeah. know who you are. And um, and uh, you know I was always saying like I feel bad because I I'm one guy I do not care about my hair yeah physical appearance does not matter much to me like whatsoever so I have no issue I would if I was losing hair I'd chop everything off I have no yeah. problem being bald you know yeah I and no
0: I and there. I think I'm there you know it's um. I'm not bad yet. Not, I mean, I, I'm not bad. I'm not like, all right, buddy, cut your hair. But, like, yeah, there's a little ball spot in the back, and uh, it's it's growing daily. And so, yeah, at some point I'll definitely have to buzz it all off. But, um, yeah, I'm not there yet, you no, know, because I'm not ready for the next 30, 40 years of my life I'm not going to have hair. So I'm going to hang on to it as long as I can yeah, a little as bit. As you should. You know? As you should. As you should. I just wish,
1: like, you know, I feel like, you know, knowing my family hair, like I looked up the tree, I looked up the line. Yeah. I'll have hair. I think I'm pretty certain I'll have hair for my whole life. It's for, Like, I thick hair. So, um, I wish I could trade with someone. You know, yeah. someone that really, like, you know, some people have, like, real separation issues. Yeah, right yeah. To their hair. Like, they get to that age. Like, I'm sure, like, a lot of your friends, like, it's time. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. I have so, a few. I have a few, yeah. And definitely, like, some of them really hang on or, like, just all out denial. Yeah. I wish I could trade with these people and just give them my hair. And I'll take the bald, yeah. just because, like, you know, like I'm, comp- I'd be completely okay with it, yeah. you know. And I just feel like that's a, that's a thing that I wish I could take over. Completely, completely sidetracked right there.
0: Hey, but, listen, uh, I listen, it's a great conversation piece. Uh, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting close to that like comb over on the bald spot a little bit. So when I, when I get. Too much there, then yeah, it's coming off. Yeah, well,
1: once you feel like you're seeing too much, you're like, You'll you'll know. Yeah. You'll know. And if you won't know, your wife will know. Yeah, so, she'll uh, say so.
0: She's a hairdresser, so I think oh, she'll give me she'll give me the fair assessment of like it's time. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay.
1: And you'll be like, No, I don't know. She'll be like, Mr. Patrolis. Yeah, she yeah. Okay, that. Mr.
0: Patrolis. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So uh she must be like your rock then. If you, yeah. you got all that going on, like she must be like the best.
0: She is. She honestly just like it's crazy like even coaching wise like coaching's a lot of hours and Mm -hmm. you know when i i'm in something i'm in something like i'm all in and she knew that about me and like the patience of like going scouting and you know but also like bringing it home like there's plenty of games after we lose a game like i bring it home and i'd be like mad and especially as like a defensive coordinator if we got lit up or like we let up like you know To me in high school, if you can keep teams on the three scores for the most part, I think that's – you know, nowadays offensively, teams score a lot. So, you know, it was, your goal is always under, you know, your goal is always never to let teams score. But, yeah. um, you know, certain other team teams be able you to know.
1: 21 and under.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, certain teams that you know that can score, you're like, all right, if we can keep these teams at the two scores, that that's, we've done our job, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, you sometimes take that home with you a lot. And, you know, my wife had to deal with that for a long time. And just like the schedule and me not being around, especially when we had twins. Um, And I was a head coach, it was, you know, our babies had some medical issues early on, my son had a surgery, you know, before a year. Um, both are diagnosed with autism. You know, my daughter has, you know, a few things going on that, um, we, she gets support for and, you know, we, my wife had services. So she's, she's done a lot, you know, and during that time period, obviously I stepped down from coaching, um, and I kind of started this business not too shortly after. So the good thing is, is that like our lives are pretty routine and scheduled that we communicate with each other really well, but yeah, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without her um and even like her support at times when i'm like yeah i don't think this is right like it's kind of her voice of reason that's like what are you talking about you know like you just went on for 20 minutes telling me this you know that it's gonna like why don't you know and she kind of like talks a lot of sense into me a lot of times and i would say that's like the one person in the world that can like really balance me pretty quickly when i'm kind of going back and forth a little bit I'm very lucky. My wife is, like, the best. Like, she's, yeah. And I'm, like, kind of out of my mind a little bit, too. So, (laughs) like, she definitely puts up with that and the ups and downs of everything. But, yeah, she's the best. I love her. So, uh,
1: you know, so you kind of needed to step down from coaching out of necessity?
0: Yeah, I would say necessity. But, like, if I'm being truthful, yeah, it was overwhelming. I think everything that was going on, I was just overwhelmed, you know. And I felt like. I need to put my priority more at home. And if I have to do that, that's okay. I think a lot of coaches make those decisions. But then I also have to be fair to the program and be fair to the kids and say, I can't give you guys 100% and giving them 70%. Like I cover this now because I want to cover the work and grind that goes into coaching and training and being an athlete and your offseason and all that stuff. And it wouldn't be fair for me to not be able to give that um not because i don't want to it's just like really couldn't you know mm-hmm. and um so yeah so i just didn't feel like it was fair to the program or to the school and obviously the the school was great about it and understanding my decision and um yeah you know there's no bad blood at all i wish i you know could have maybe finished what i started there and i felt like we were on the right path but um you know family first and and that's that's okay with me so yeah
1: and uh, i was just i was kind of gonna say like you know like as as well it might have been like out of necessity but then like that ends it kind of gives you room for the podcast and yeah kind of start what you're doing now yeah and uh you know i mean obviously like you could coach like your whole life for like a high school team but you know i feel like you're doing something a lot more unique and maybe more like even more exciting you know because it's new so uh, you know, even when like you feel like it's kind of a good example of just like when things don't look like it's uh, it's going well, or like you feel like you, you feel like you're losing an opportunity, it's like a step back to go take a step forward type thing. Yeah, night. like you end up being able to do this, like that's that's awesome, you know. The yeah. Opportunity rose, you know, from the concrete grew rose.
0: Yeah, and I think too, like. And I say this with a ton of respect to people. This is no disrespect to anybody that I work for or whatever. but I feel like of all these years like of teaching, like you know i've I've done well in that area of teaching, and I put a lot of work in. And I think sometimes when you put a lot of work in, the hardest thing about teaching sometimes is being told to do something. That's not necessarily proven, but it might be like the hot thing that every school district's doing at the time or you're adopting this or we're going to try things this way because for this year, this is the cool thing or the niche thing or this is what everybody's doing. This is the hot term. And the same thing kind of with coaching, like when you coach, you know, sometimes you might have, you know, a school or an AD that's not as supportive as you hope they be or that, you know, you're going 100 miles an hour at this for them, like in return, you know sometimes you feel like you, you work for people that don't see the same vision or maybe don't understand your dynamics in your classroom or on your team and it gets frustrating sometimes yeah. so like doing this podcast it's like me kind of just being me and like me wanting to do good and not always being able to do good but with this podcast like we're able to do good and spread good and do it all the time. And I have complete control over that. And I think that's something that not to sound like selfish and I'm not like I run a summer program too, but you always are limited limited to what sometimes you can do or what you want to do because you have somebody else who tells you. And that's, that's life. You have a boss, a boss tells you what to do. You got to do it Mm -hmm. Um, whether you agree with it or not. And I'm never one to vocally disagree. I just do what I'm told to do. Um, But it is nice with this podcast a little bit to have control over, like we went to some of we bought a kid a pair of sneakers because he was telling us a story how he didn't have sneakers. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's like amazing that we're able to do that, you know, that we're able to kind of give back to our community. Like we gave a thousand dollar donation to the Flutie Foundation. You know, my children are diagnosed with autism. That's what that foundation is all about. We were able to donate a communication board to the school that they're going to be attending next week, you know, actually next week. So um
1: wow. starting up school. Yeah.
0: So so we're we want to be able to do like these awesome things and give back. And sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do in my other jobs. You know, so in this having complete control, like I want this to be my personality at the end of the day. And my personality is yeah, like I care about people and I care about the well being of people and that's something I pride myself on for a really long time. And you can talk to As many people as you want, I hope that's one of the first qualities they mention about me, you know, is that what you see is what you get, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I hang my hat on that a lot. So... Um, it's nice to be able to do this, too, because I'm making a coach's day, I'm making an athlete's day, I'm making a parent's day, I'm making a school district's day, because doing that, we're showing it all off, right? Like, we're showing off the product of the school system, especially, like, if it's a public school. You're showing off the school system from the super up top to the principal of the school to the athletic directors to the coaches to the student athletes and those teachers that might – impact them. So like us doing what we're doing, yes, like small scale, cool videos, social media, you know, doing podcasts with those coaches. But then on the bigger scale, like we're showing off the school environment, we're showing off the student section, we're showing off the, you know, football games in the fall, like we were showing off cheerleaders, the student section, rating the concession stands, talking to the parents, talking to the athletic directors, like even some of them talking to the principals. And the feedback that we've gotten is that the entire school district is showing it on their social media. It's not just the football team or just the basketball team. It's the the mom's page, the school page, the fa- this Facebook page, that Facebook page. And that's like what we're trying to do at the end of the day is like bigger scale. We want to show off a district, a city or a town to keep kids in school if they want to stay at that public school or the opposite. If we're doing it for a Catholic school, we want to show off that environment, those alumni, those whatever, because let's face it, most people that go back and coach their first starting point at least is where they played because they know that coach they know that program they know the city and town they know the system like they get it and it's their stepping stone and for us like we want to be able to capture that like to have some of these coaches like mark Antonelli, of summerville he's a lifelong summerville guy like to be able to do that for him and his program and his family and the community like the community the new high school everything like we showed off something that they probably weren't able to do and we did it in an 11 and a half minute video yeah it's pretty cool yeah it's, it's not, pretty cool because it's, it, it's the
1: whole thing is like it's not much but it's everything
0: you yeah know? yeah and
1: uh, like it's kind of and the kind of what you were saying like it's good to be able to decide what you're doing exactly like yeah it's being your own boss it's the it's everyone's goal now you know it's right. like Especially over these past, like, two years, it really expedited the process. But this has kind of been a long time coming of, like, everyone doing the, what they want to do yeah. separately, you know. And um, it kind of what you were saying, like, these kids now, you know, you see more, you, you give them a sheet in the beginning of the year. What do you want to be when you get older is the first question. Right. And the answer, you, I want to make YouTube videos or I want to like have a podcast i want to be on tv i want to do this i want to be my own boss is basically what they're telling you yeah you know and uh you want that and like i want that like i'm trying my best and i feel like it's kind of like a like a thing that everyone is really not only everyone always has always wanted it i think yeah it's just recently it seems possible
0: yeah i think so you know you look at all you look at everybody now i mean everyone has the access of doing this from a studio or doing this from home or doing this from wherever. And yeah, it changes the game, especially if you're on top of it and you know what you want to talk about and you're organized and you have the right guest on. I mean, I'll give a plug here. Like a friend of mine, Kristen Granara, the, she does a podcast on Disney, like living the KG life again it's it's a niche kind of thing like what what we're doing but she's bringing on aspects of people that cover disney from all different angles and talking about everything disney from disney plus to you know rides to parks to like shortcuts about things like it's a really cool podcast and you're able to do that from home and have like a couple people to work with you on it yeah it seems like more of a reality more than ever because there's just so many different ways of getting you out there the hardest part is advertising that, right? The hardest part is yeah. growing from your demographic of these are my friends and family who listen to me or people that I begin to view, but how do I grow to that next level? And I think we're trying to figure that out as Beyond Podcast now, that we've gathered an audience from the coaching world, the restaurant world the student world. I mean, we have so many high school kids following us now. Like if I look at my story, it's like all high school kids looking at it. I put anything sports up there, they're all following it. You know, I put an old clip up there or a throwback clip up there. I tag that kid in it and that thing is at like six, seven hundred views before like 12 hours, you know, because they're putting it on theirs and they're showing it off. And that's how we grow. We grow because then I'll look an hour later, and I have like ten new followers. You know, so it's that part of it's tough. I mean, that's everybody can do this, but then that next step is like, okay, how do I then grow this? And I don't know all the answers. I'm figuring it. I went to school for education. Like I didn't go to school for this. You know, so I take classes. I read a lot. You know, when I can. Like you know, yeah, my schedule yeah. is tough. But um, that's why I say I always look in the short term because right now I know what we're doing. I know what we got to do. I'm hoping it leads to certain things, mm-hmm. but it will never lead to certain things if I'm not a hundred percent focused on getting that part of it done first.
1: So uh, I know what's next because I got the schedule. Like, yeah, we, yeah. We text, so I know what's coming up. But for people that are still around right now on the podcast, what's like, what's coming down like the pike right now? What's going on?
0: So the coolest thing we have coming up is, is, is now, you know? So Sunday, part of, this podcast that's really cool not to go on a tangent here but like going backwards as much as we've covered awesome sports events we've also covered other things we covered in method for example we covered like their big election it was like a big mayor election a big city council school committee being a teacher there I don't live there but just hearing all about it And I know some people personally that run for that stuff. So um, it was interesting. And I thought, hey, let's just kind of go around and tape it and interview people. And it ended up just kind of being really funny. You know, it was like six, seven minutes of it. And that led to this Sunday. Um, the mayor of Medford, she, she won uh, her re-election. She reached out to us and asked us if I would MC her inauguration, uh, the city's inauguration, for this Sunday. So something that's completely off the sports topic and sports world. Really fun, though. But a lot of fun. i super nervous, uh, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about it beforehand. Like, I am I'm a little nervous. But um, that's... Like when i talk about growing that next step it's like doing little things like this that again your product my product is so niche you got to grow off of that you got to have branches and we have the main core stuff and we have the friday night light football stuff and now we're jumping into the winter sports so i have that january 2nd sunday january 2nd and then after that the month of january we are slammed like we're going to be covering all sorts of sports at Malden High School, Malden Catholic, Mefford High School, Arlington Catholic, Stoneham, um, Burlington High School, uh, Holliston High School. So we're, we're kind of going to be going to a lot of different places. And we're really excited to cover basketball, uh, hockey, gymnastics, swimming. Swimming. Yeah. So I mean, we're it's not like we're covering one or two sports. We are legitimately covering all different types of winter sports. So we're pretty slammed. I feel like we have a pretty full schedule. And uh, that's the other thing, I think, knowing when to just cut off like what you're doing, right? Because it sounds great when you're wanted to do this and do that, and teams want you to cover this or cover that. But like for me, like I have kids at home, you know, and yeah. I have a yeah. life and my wife works. So it's not just like me being able to – Um, just, okay, yeah, no problem. It's like, I got to look at my schedule. I got to talk to my wife. I got to, you know, like we sat down the other day and went over our schedule for January and February. But um, you know, January we are loaded. February we are pretty loaded. Um, And then I have a few things brewing after that, um, you know, that I'll keep more on the hush right now because it's really cool, and I and I really want to kind of hang on to it for a little bit yeah. longer, but, um, you know, we have theme months of what we cover and different things that we're doing, and, you know, between winter sports and spring sports in high school, there's a significant amount of time, a couple of weeks before the next one begins, so we have a couple fun stories that we might be covering in there, and um, and then before you know, we we'll be back in the summer, and we plan on kind of revamping our main course segment of going to some more spots, a cool place to grab a bite to eat or a drink after a game and show off their inside, their outside or whatever. So, um, yeah, there's a lot definitely in the pot brewing, but, um, you know, right now, like I said, I'm a pretty short-term guy, and we're just – we're going to knock it out of the park. We're going to change the way high school sports are looked at, viewed um, and, and seen, at least in Massachusetts. And that's that's our goal. I think we have a pretty good plan of what we want to do, the kind of access we want to give. And the more and more we talk to coaches about it, the more and more they're all in and all on board with it. I think they're starting to see the vision that we've kind of presented here today with getting that all access behind the scenes looks that no high school program has or at least if they don't have a hire a camera crew to come do it um, mm-hmm. we're doing it with our phones I mean that's the crazy part like yeah, yeah. we got phones we have speakers for the phones you plug in lights I mean that's it we're not rolling in with a truck full of stuff like yeah. we're coming in with very simple sm- little bag that we might carry in with us to have <laughs> yeah. some of the stuff and that's it like yeah. that's what's great about us yeah you know, just you know like, hanging out like hi we're here yeah and we tell the coaches like you won't even know we're here like you know yeah. and that's what's cool like talking to them and seeing what they want to catch and what they want but uh you know at the end of the day we're invisible out there and yeah I think that that's what also sells programs it's not us constantly haunting the coach like hey hey can you make sure you do this or hey can you make sure we do that like no <laughs> like just a couple no. things. You know? as a head coach like I get it as an assistant coach I get it like I don't want someone asking me a thousand questions like yeah. I just simply want like this is what you want to cover, cool. These are a couple kids I want you to keep an eye on, pay attention to this and okay, we'll do yeah. that all and, and good luck, you know, yeah. like, and that's what we've become. And I think that's, you know, working with some of all, that's the one thing that was said. He's like, you know, you guys caught every little thing that I was hoping you would catch. And that was pretty complimentary because there were three of us there at that time at that game and the angles we were catching and you guys like, And that's the cool thing. I don't know everything about this. Like, I don't, you know, I have an idea and a vision and I have a great network of coaches, I think, to really grow this further. But it's, you know, we put a thing out for interns and boom, you and Tyler came popping in. And football was my world, so it was a little bit easier to like navigate and figure out. But you know, I don't. I'm never been a basketball coach. I didn't play basketball in high school, so Mm -hmm. knowing angles and where to stand and where to catch things, you guys have been super helpful. And um, I think that that's what is going to help this grow like long term is more people, more kids wanting to come on here and get hours and learn how to work. And you know, especially if they have a great background in communications and editing or iMovie or you know, just want to kind of Get their feet wet because this is something they might want to go to school for i mean the the young people have all the ideas like you guys like i go on max preps all the time on instagram and i'm just like scrolling through and the coolest stuff on max prep is taken from your phone. Someone standing on the sideline. Like that's Mm -hmm. the coolest stuff. You know, it's not this like big high def camera that catches, you know, this kid dunking and his tongue's hanging half out when he's dunking on No one cares about that. Like that's cool. It's a bonus, but people just care about seeing something organically or seeing something happen. Yeah. And that's, and that's what we try to cover you know and i think that that's what i'm hoping separates us from and there's going to be people that try to copycat this and there's going to be people that see this or hear this and be like we can do this and that's great that's why like we never want our stuff to be the same because Mm -hmm. that's what makes it hard when you're different a lot you know being different and always doing something different that's the hardest Thing to compete with that's the hardest thing to go against because someone's constantly evolving and if you're not constantly evolving then you become that stale product that like we're hoping not to be yeah, so right. um yeah yeah and uh you know it's one thing like i remember look i remember looking at this like a
1: long time ago like i remember looking before like way before i was like intern and awake a long time ago early on and i yeah. remember seeing like the instagram and just being like you know, I didn't really think too much about it. I was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, yeah. it's just like that's and then I just moved past it. But then like literally like five minutes talking to you and I think this is really good. Like doing something like this and like anybody that sees it is gonna like fully understand now. Yeah. Like once you see like how passionate you are about it and how like real you are about it and like you're taking a lot of time into it, you're thinking ahead, you're scheduled, you're organized, it's like and it's real. Like it's not yeah. like it's like an idea you have, like it's actually you're actually happening, like it's actually happening all at once i think that's what's going to kind of get people to be like i love this idea yeah it brought me from liking it to loving it very yeah. much so. so i feel like this was perfect for you um we're just about an hour and 20 minutes in wow wow flies. that flew
0: dude i i would have never guessed that
1: yeah i was gonna ask you to guess but recently when i've been asking people have been like on the money and it bugs me like yeah, you know, like, yeah. i'm just like how are you so because i have no idea what i would
0: have i would have said maybe an hour yeah, so i would have been, so been 20 off.
1: minutes you know yeah uh but yeah how'd you uh this this isn't your first podcast obviously you have your own but like
0: yeah so to- i did a really cool one i got asked to do uh i mentioned the guy earlier matt noon in noontime sports and oh, he's nice. a big time college cover guy and you know him and i've become friendly over the last few months i mean some people laugh like aren't you guys competition i mean i don't really look at anybody as competition and i don't and i don't mean that in a mean way i just i mean it in like yeah, he's smart dude and like just talking to him and the people he knows and the contacts he has and vice versa, you know, he's trying to grow his business and I think when you have two people that for the most part started what they do on their own, like yeah, I have a ton of respect for him and but it was cool getting on there and just talking to him about this podcast. I mean, it was really just talking about ideas and growth and experiences of it. You know, I like to look at this podcast becoming and I think I said this to you before. I almost want to look at it as like a high school ESPN, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have your stats and your players of the game and stuff like that. But then you're also going to have like your 30 for 30s in which you're getting like the behind the scenes stuff of something or talking to a coach on a podcast. And maybe that's a different avenue as well or a different branch off of it. And then you're going to have like your E60s, like you're going to have your quick 10 to 15 minute videos that we're kind of doing now like that's like what i want because you know like quick is everything. I mean, Instagram, so many people are on and it's about those 15 second clips or those 10 second clips that make you laugh that you watch it again and watch it again and watch it again. Like that's the stuff we, we really try to capture on our social media. So mm-hmm. we try to have a lot of different things. And then obviously we have a cool restaurant bit that we've had places reaching out to us already up front. Like in Chelmsford, I have places reaching out to us in Boston. I have a kid who actually a former student of mine who was a former counselor for me now is a big time manager in Boston and he's reaching out to me about coming in and doing some stuff with them. So, um, we have a lot of cool stuff like brewing and, and, you know, we'll see everything sounds cool until it gets close to that time. And then you kind of see sometimes things change or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, being on a podcast has allowed me to get a whole different avenue of followers and people that might've listened to this person who never heard of me before. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, like there's three or four coaches I know for a fact that have reached out to me since I was on that podcast like asking more about what we do covering programs and things like that yeah. so a lot of spring sport coaches which is you know would be our next step after winter sports is covering lacrosse and track and baseball and softball and you know whatever other sports i'm leaving out you know mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, a lot of my audience is the other person's audience you know what i mean like people yeah who, like i'm making it for for like almost like for you you know i'm making it for yeah. the other person and then like you know they get to, everyone gets to kind of see them. Oh, you he's on a podcast. That's cool. So like a lot of like your fo- you have thirty five hundred followers yeah. on Instagram. Like a lot of them like will see this and kind of get to know you a little better. And I think that's just great. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to actually get this out. This comes out on Saturday.
0: Cool. So yeah, it's, it's Wednesday. New Year's Today, Day, Wednesday. dude. Today's Tuesday. 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 It is. Tuesday. I'm like that every week. Oh, I'm like, what day tar- is it? Like it's terrible.
1: Yeah. I'm not my,
0: with my semester.
1: Days don't matter anymore. Yeah. It's, it's night or it's. Or this morning. That's yeah. all I care about. But um, yeah, did you enjoy your experience there? I loved
0: it. Uh, this was pretty cool. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, former student of mine, you know, work on the podcast with me to be able to come and do this and support you. Um, It's great when people support you. Not everybody understands this world a little bit, you know, so when you're doing it and you're in it and you understand like the technology work that goes into it, the editing, but getting guests, setting times up, getting people on the same page and you do it in person. So that's even harder. You know, it's even harder to get someone on the same schedule as you in person, you know, versus doing it on the computer where you're on a Zoom like Yeah, everyone's nights and days are a little bit more open in that sense. But I respect the hustle of being able to come here and do this with you. I think you're on to something great. You're a great conversationalist. And I think that for an hour and 20 minutes to go by and not even feel that way, I think you're definitely on the right path of what you're doing for sure. Thank you very much. Well, uh,
1: yeah, we kind of got a good one here. Yeah, absolutely. excited to get this out there. This is going to be so much fun. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank you for Peace out, everybody.
0: Awesome.